Hey there, welcome to The Legal Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. I'm Shanaz, I'm here with Brooksy. Brooksy, what a historical slash sad day it is. Yeah, it is, man. It is good to, good to be able to do this with you again after a couple of years off. But uh, yeah, interesting times to start it back up again. Yeah. I figure it's sort of, sort of fitting, right? Now, what's our new title called? Uh, the Lockdown Life with uh, Brooksy and Shanaz, isn't it? The Lockdown Life. Okay, I can live with that. I don't want to, but I can. We'll see how long we uh, we have no sport and mm. NRL. And um, yeah, I guess it'd be a good opportunity to have a chat about things, uh, sport and non-sport related over the next few months. So Monday, 23rd of March, the NRL announced they're going to go into hibernation for an undisclosed amount of time. This comes a day after the AFL said they're going into lockdown until at least uh, the end of May, I think it was. Yeah, May 31st, yeah. And now, Brooksy, we were talking a bit before before uh, we started recording, and we were saying that it was such a strange position to be in that uh, we love our league life, we love our rugby league, we love our football, we love our sport. Uh, it's also our lifeblood. It puts food on our table. But we also love the human race, and we're in this weird position where everything else had shut down, but the league, the league kept going ahead for financial reasons mainly, uh, and it was this weird clash of we need to do this and the community was like, we want it, but we know it's kind of bad for everyone. Yeah. And it finally came to a head. Um, but yeah, weird position for guys like you and I in this industry. Yeah, it definitely was. Like the first few weeks of the season, it was... It was bizarre. It was sort of eerie going into work. I worked on a couple of shows and games and, and the pregame show on Sunday. I was I was doing Sunday ticket and just when we were going to air, we were hearing that, you know, the AFL was going to shut down. We reported it. The guys covered it off quite well. But you sort of left that after the um, Titans-Eels game going, this could be it. This could be the end of the season. Maybe one more round. But there was board, there was announcement of borders shutting down the southern states. Uh, yeah, it just it was just eerie the past fortnight, mate. And um, it was good. There was some great footy. Um, shame any the fans were watching at home instead of at the ground. But mm. you know, it was an interesting time, and it's going to be interesting times going forward in terms of what we do for work and and as a society. But uh, yeah, I think the last few weeks it, it was sort of opened our eyes to where we're at as a country and and yeah we we've, we've got to go ahead with this uh the, with the with the end of the seasons and and sort of sort this stuff out it's funny you just said something where we're at as a country uh i'm not really liking it at the moment <laughs> where are we? i haven't been studying much on the politics side of things Shnaz, so. it's not even about politics it's just the behavior of people and yeah. i know yeah. desperate times bring out desperate people and i get all that but um I don't know, from from the people who aren't taking this too seriously to the hoarders, yeah. uh, but that is the my nature. The beachgoers. The beachgoers, yeah. But that is my nature to kind of yeah. go a bit darker than lighter, whereas, yeah. you know, I see things a bit, I, th- I see things in different tones, shall I, shall I say, and I, I really don't like what I'm seeing at the moment. But as you say, we do have to stay positive where we can. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I think there's a lot of a lot of people. Are, it, it's hard because what we're going through, you know. I, I 
I was saying to someone before, like I've been here pretty much all day at home. Yeah. And it would be funny having little cameras put around, like and watching <laughs> watching my um, dealings throughout the day, um, and, and just watch me go around picking up a dumbbell, uh, cleaning the kitchen, cooking, like doing weird things, like watching watching TV, laughing laughing at TV shows. Now I might uh, I might give Steve Crawley a call tomorrow and tell him I've got a new idea for a show. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a goggle box big brother style. Um, hey, let's yeah, talk it, about that. Let's talk about that. Uh, the goggle box uh, Fox NRL. Were you behind yeah. that? Was that your thing? No, no, definitely not mine. Oh, how do you pick for it? There was a discussion in the office, and it was sort of like a group thing that was like it was floated about, and everyone was like, "Yeah, let's let's give it a go." And couple of my colleagues uh, uh annabelle and and michael uh started ringing up some people throughout the the week vetting them for uh, how, <laughs> how much of a fan they are and, <laughs> and some of them provided i had i had the Penrith dragons game we had the jones family from kirawee i think it was and yeah, um yeah, yeah. They, they provided some great reactions to some of the tries including the dufty intercept but also, there was a great reaction at the Stephen Crichton try at the end of the game and see himself <laughs> for Penrith. And um, the Knights, that Knights group of friends mm. on Sunday, we had during Sunday ticket were hilarious. They had a conga line going. Well, um, if my, if was, my team was, was playing that way, I'd be in a conga line too. They, they were great. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it, it was a good little initiative that we had for round two with no fans being in the, uh, in the stadiums and yeah. arenas. So, yeah, I think something that we can look forward to doing in the future. And that this is, the, I guess, the silver lining to having this issue too, Shnaz, that we've sort of started thinking about new ways of doing things. And I, I work with some amazing people um, yeah. that have some crazy ideas yeah. and great ideas. And yeah. I know that once this league keeps uh, picks up, um, the league starts again, we'll, we'll be able to unveil some of those new things. Uh, and, yeah, and hopefully... You know, we we get to do that sooner than later. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, it was one of those things that I was happy that they tried, because, I mean, I think it's been done overseas, and uh, but for for an Australian sports program, I thought it was a, I don't know about a big step forward, but it was a big step. It was it was it was ballsy. I thought. Yeah, we did we did some funny things too. Like it, I got uh, Maddie Russell up into the Granger household and. Um, <laughs> At Leichhardt yeah, before the yeah, game, yeah. and he delivered it so well, like walking up the stairs, going up to the, um, <laughs> the attic room, and then going out to the balcony and showing the eighth wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval. What about that? Great perspective, and yeah, it's just I think you know, like I said before, like you go through these um, times where you try new things, and it was great. Like probably wouldn't have you know thought about that if there was fans going to games. You know, yeah. and that just gives yeah. a little perspective. We had the the house next door during the Manly um, Roosters game. Um, make with a the, scaffold. With the, the scaffolding, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's just it's just funny things like that, and people are just doing anything to watch rugby league now. You know, and that, or well, they were doing anything to watch rugby yeah. league, but it it just showed like and back to what we were saying about the league. Um, you know, they. They really wanted to get some games going. There was probably financial reasons, but you know, people were really excited for the 2020 season after yep. the way 2019 finished with the Raiders and the Roosters going back to back. Some really good teams. Um, 
that we've seen in the first fortnight too, staking their claim. Like we, like you said, Newcastle were looking good. Para were looking really good. Yeah. Even though they might have played some teams that we didn't think were going to be in the top eight at the start of the year. But yeah, there's, there, there was in Broncos too, man. Like they, their young forward pack looked really good. Hey, don't leave so, Katoni Staggs out of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, well, how was, how was today, Shnaz? The um, NRL came out and said that his, uh, one of his tries shouldn't have been allowed. He, Which he one? Had, Which one? Oh, I'll take your pick. No, <laughs> I, think it was, I think it might have been Off the, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, you got me there. Man, I he's just, a good player. Good player. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good player. And they've got, I think we, we were talking about that um, last year where they've had all these young guys come through and debut over the past two years yeah. and they probably just weren't ready and you sort of saw it in that final against Parra where they got I think it was 54 nil, yeah. and they've just come out this year and everyone sort of stepped up you got Payne Haas has gone to another level in the first two weeks David Fita went to the next level we saw Katoni Staggs really good and they lost Lodge and Bird to long term injuries yeah. in pre-season so yeah, that's a good point I think people, you know, were uh, Broncos fans were excited that they, they had a good young team on the park. Brody Croft, you, your boys are uh, 2.0 was looking good. You know, uh, you're so, not Cooper Croft. He's not quite, but um, yeah, he, actually, he, he looked really good. Definitely a good um, stand-in for if if he was in a if he started <laughs> acting. <laughs> now, have you worked with the the great uh, Cooper Croft this year yet? Yeah, I have twice. Uh, the Friday game in round one down in Canberra. Did you get Canberra weak at the knees? Sideline. Did your voice go high? What happened? Sideline? No, no, I'm I'm not used to that. I, me, I, no. I was very professional. <laughs> um, and and I worked with him on Sunday ticket just uh, yesterday. Have you got his phone number? Uh, no, I don't. You don't? No, I do, but I said no because I know you're going to ask for it or something. Well, it's times like this where I could really do with... Uh... <laughs> Some words from Cooper Cronk, you know. All right. Well, yeah. Go back and watch Sunday Ticket. He's <laughs> no, like he's, I, he's uh, without. I don't really want to talk about people I work with, but add too much in in too much detail. But he's been awesome to work with, and I think he's yeah. come across really well on the on the TV the past fortnight. It's just a shame he couldn't, um, you know, get a few together to start the season because he's been amazing. Um, I'm sure he'll get his chance over the next week or two. We'll probably try and get um, all our guys in to do some weird and wacky stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was in, I was, I've was, i been impressed with him, whether I worked with him or saw him on other shows uh, with how he's handled it so far. Now, this isn't a Fox Sports uh, podcast. No. Can you, hear, can you hear me okay, Brooks? Are you everything all right? For yeah, me? yeah, I've yep. got you. Okay. Yeah, this isn't good. a Fox Sports podcast, but... Um, can you tell us what's going on? I believe there's a little bit of new programming happening, at least from tomorrow onwards for the short term, maybe. Or yeah, as, as was shown on uh, 360 uh, tonight in Controversy Corner, there's going to be a show, Fox League Live, where some of our uh, talent will come in and do a uh, morning show and right. an afternoon show tomorrow. Something different. Obviously, we'll be reacting to what's um, happened with the league and. Um, any up-to-date news that comes through uh, tomorrow. So, you know, it's time to time to start doing some new things, Schnaz, and uh, the the team's looking to put out some really good stuff over the next few days and, and weeks. That's good. That's good news. 
That's uh, good. It's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now you and I might we might do some curb uh, related chats maybe once I've watched the last episode this time yeah, tomorrow, maybe. I reckon we definitely do a little uh, ep on the review of uh, season ten of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, there's been some really good cameo shows. Oh yeah, this has been a really good season. I thought Vince Vaughn, Isla <laughs> Fisher, Clive Owen. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple a couple tonight too. Um, okay. I can't wait to delve deeper into that for our next episode. Now the the oh, we're, we are going to talk about it another episode, but the woman in last week's episode, week nine. Who played uh, the wait the waitress? Yes, from um, she's from Broad City. Is she Abby Jacobson? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I didn't really know where she was from, but I thought she was pretty, pretty, pretty cute. Yeah, she's fu- uh, she's funny. Uh, have you seen Broad City? Oh, uh, maybe. Two maybe. girls living in New York, just living their best life. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right, a good show. Okay, it's pretty funny. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, and football-wise, we've only we've only had sixteen games. But what has caught your eye? I mean, I know you're a positive guy, but man, Justin Holbrook's going to be pretty bummed about his team. Yeah, for the Titans. Ooh. Both of them actually part of my a game and a show. So um, watching them, they've they've got some good talent there. Like there's some good players, but the team's just not. Not clicking. Like oh. I, had, I guess they had a bit of a rough off season with Jai Arrow signing with the Rabbitohs, yeah. um, and they had a few injuries to start the season. No Brimson, uh, Fodawaka was out the first game. They had Shannon Boyd out, which is turning into a unfortunately a, a pretty average signing. Not he had the talent, but they already so loaded in the forwards, and they, they know, spent a lot of money on him. You can't help but think that money could have come in handy in retaining Jai Arrow, because uh, I, I think that's that was the main reason why he went to uh, the Rabbitohs. He, he, the money, and and he, he wanted to stay on the Goldie, but look, they they've got to work something out there. I think Holbrook's a good coach. He. He seems like he's got a good. He's had good pedigree over in Super League, yeah. and some of those guys that have come over have done well. Trent Robinson, for example. So, oh, yeah. you know, like the, I, I think there's there's a few players there that they've got to sort of work out what to do. Uh, Ryan James and Nathan Peets are off contract next year, and there was word in the Telegraph that. Um, David Fafita was uh, well. The Titans were going hard after David Fafita, and like going back to what you said about what I liked um, in the first two weeks, he he's been amazing. He was better in round one than in round two, but you can just see the talent there for someone. I think he's nineteen years old, maybe twenty. I mean, Brisbane aren't going to let him go. Surely not. They can't. Okay, so. Of their forward pack, Schnaz. Oh, boy. You could only keep three of them, three of the young guys, Carrigan, Flegler, Haas, Fafida, Lodge, Pangai. Who are you keeping? <laughs> I really like Carrigan. I hadn't seen too much of him. Is he the captain? He is the co-captain. Wow. Yeah. I would keep him. I would keep Payne Haas, and I would keep David Fafida. Yeah, I definitely would keep Fafida and Haas. The third one's um interesting. Pangai. I was thinking about it. Like too angry. He, he's too, yeah. He gets a, had a few suspensions. We were looking at um, I think we were looking at his his games to 
games to charge rate. And yeah. I think he gets charged every 11 games. And it's always that so two a second, that second effort over the top, that kind of grubby stuff you don't like to see. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't really called for. Four games, so he'll be out until the 2021 season. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh and we shouldn't. I mean, yeah, no, we gotta, we got to have fun to this, these times. I was, yeah, I'm going to quickly segue to something, but I yeah. saw a really interesting documentary about, and <laughs> bear with me here, sure. it was about um, the Holocaust and... Um, oh and jo- like jokes and comedy around the Holocaust. And okay, there was, he, Brooksy. Yeah, no, 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 bear with me. I okay, said bear with okay. me. There was a lady that was in um, Auschwitz and she was saying that there was a couple of comedians in there that uh, were doing like all tricks and jokes and stuff because they, they had to like, like they couldn't just sit there the whole time and, and, and be sad and be angry. There was actually moments where people would do stuff and would lighten the mood and it became like a real dark humor sort of place where it was like, it was, I guess it's like watching Curb or, um, you know, watching Larry David sort of skits where he makes interesting topics really yeah. dark, like dark humor yeah. dark, dark, and, and dark and humorous. No, I've never, I've never, I've never ever thought about that. And I've, you know, studied it and, you know, had like down the line, I've had, you know, family who were involved and, and were there. Um, I've never once thought about that, and that is fascinating to think. Yeah, because it was like they were just saying that you know you can't stay down, like particularly when you're in groups like for that long. And they were saying there was people were making little cracks about the guards and how they dressed and all this stuff, like, so. things like that that got them through those times. Yeah, it was just sometimes, and I'm not comparing now to that, but no, no, you know, I know, what, I know gotta, what you're saying. Yeah, you got to make you got to make fun of some. Um, the interesting times, but yeah, I, I can't even remember what the jo- the joke was that we well, <laughs> I mean, now we are talking about it. I mean, it's crazy how I guess how quickly this has happened over the last month, and you know, even things I'm reading tonight about Spain and Italy, and and you know, the the head of this the NRL was pretty much saying in his press conference, we've been told it's going to get worse and and we he was kind of hinting about how bad it's going to get if you know that's an if we don't do everything we can to slow it down and just you know avoid it uh well, what, how was the big the thing for me today is where um Peter Volandis, um not the rugby league but uh when he was saying he's um pandemic expert yeah, uh, said that it's time. Like yeah. he, he was like, it's not getting. This is actually getting to the stage where we have to do something. So I think that for me, like the a lot of the a lot of the um, press conferences were very much the same rhetoric yeah. in terms of the information that was coming out, and he was saying we've got you know we've got two really good experts, um, or he said we had experts in in pandemics and. The, the tone very much changed today with that. And that's, that yeah. for me was the big thing where, you know, it got to the stage where it was a bit more uh, uh, more than rugby league. It was, Rugby yeah. league. It was. <laughs> what I what, mean, do, you think, what I, do you think of the rugby league? So do, you I was, we should, do you reckon we should call it rugby league going forward? I do. I really do. I, I, I was at work and, and the first big press conference came out and I don't think I'd heard him speak. If I had, I hadn't paid much attention. Or yeah. maybe maybe he didn't utter those two words. I don't know, but 
was it on Saturday week? Uh, whenever it was, I was watching it with uh, a fellow colleague, Lincoln, who you know. And w- I couldn't believe it the first time he said it. I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> and then he said it like five times in two minutes. Oh. Uh, so, you know, he's already become a bit of a character and a bit of a, I mean, what a moment. You know, he's 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 been in the gig for not very long and yeah. he's making these well, calls. And Well, he's had, I, th- I thought straight up he's been impressive like it, it does, doesn't matter where you sit on the argument of how the nrl and arlc um have gone with this mm. and i i just think he's been impressive and he's had that experience in the racing industry with the equine flu yeah. as well where yeah. they well they pretty much were shut down it was it was like we had the perfect person for this for this moment that had gone through a similar thing in a different uh, sporting industry. And I think they were very methodical with how they played it out over the past, let's say four weeks, three weeks um, with their press conferences. And I I just, you can't fold him. And I don't think we could have had a better person in the position and for them to come out quite often with the press conferences and stuff, it just shows you how um, important playing games are for the league and it's going to be interesting the shows tonight did touch on it about what are we what's the nrl going to look like at the end um of this virus like once we once we flatten the curve and the numbers start trickling down yeah um does the nrl still have 16 teams i mean i was watching 360 like i do most nights in all honesty and uh you know, it's uh, we can say this because we know them. We're friends with some of them. Uh, you know, Kenty, he's um, he's not one to. How do I put this? He's not one to you know say something controversial, not for the sake of it, because he he believes in it. And you know, he straight away, he, he and Buzz were like, "Well, this could be changing. That there might be ten teams. It might be a super league. You know, who knows what it might be." But I did think that they were going a bit too hard, a bit too early, like because we just don't yeah. know. So it was a little no, bit of a little bit of uh, you know sensationalism, which is what TV and news is all about. But I I think we won't have a true indication for a little while because I mean all the clubs. I mean I know down at Cronulla they're you know unfortunately doing a lot of cost cutting right now, uh, and all the clubs. They all are. Yeah, all the clubs are. Yeah, but I mean we don't really you know the first ones that they talk about are Manly, Cronulla and, uh, you know, a few other clubs. I mean, a lot of the the clubs were on Leagues Club and and now the Leagues Clubs are shut for, we don't know how long. I mean, there's no more pokies, there's no more restaurants in Leagues Clubs. It's done. Yeah, there's, there's clubs that are so reliant on the Leagues Clubs, you know, that they've got not just one, but three yeah. Uh, then all their all their income into the club comes from them. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was amazing how Australians were getting behind the Warriors the last few weeks too. Shnaz. Yeah, so they, they should develop that all in Australian membership. I actually got one. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, a, I wasn't I, aware of I, it. Other Dragons fans will probably hate this, but I've never been a member of the Dragons or the Steelers, oh. and I'm now a member of the Warriors. <laughs> I, I'm now a Warriors member, and that's the first team I've got a membership with. Let me ask but, you um, this: Do you get any any uh, 
you know, stickers or flags or a hat or anything? It gets discount on merchandise, but okay. it was 20 bucks just over. Um, That's pretty good. It, I think it, it was just a, it was just an offer that they did. A, it was a great thing that they did. It wasn't they were going to make a, a heap of money out of it, but, you know, it was good to sort of, for them to see that Australians really um, yeah. honoured what they did. And, you know, they're getting paid six figures, a lot of those guys, and, and, yeah. and well and truly in the six figures. And it's yeah. not like they've got to, you know, they, can't, they can stop playing and uh, they're, still got, they're still earning good money. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just symbolic of like the Aussies and league fans, rugby league fans, just getting behind them and yeah. and saying, "Here's twenty bucks. We really enjoy um, the fact that you've come out here and respect that yeah. you've come out to Australia and stayed here and played your second game at Seabus." Um, I, I wasn't comfortable with them with them uh, sticking around for too long. I didn't think it was overly fair. I, I just, I, you know, they've got kids and 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 wives and parents and siblings i just thought that's too much to ask for a full season a shortened season maybe we can work it out but i thought that was a little bit ott it's it's interesting though Shnaz, because you see um particularly in america mm. in baseball's one um nba and hockey uh very much so i think the nfl's probably more aligned to the nrl sort of model where you know you're home and away you play one game a week um, yeah. but a lot of those other American sports, the, the teams are on the road for a long period of time. You know, it can be a week, two weeks. I'm not saying that that's, yeah, but um, this was going to be 24 weeks, but that two week period is something that happens quite a lot throughout those, oh, sure. those seasons. They do get paid a lot of money, but some of those, some of those, um, NRL players are, they're on, are on decent amount of money and, you know, to be away from their family. But I thought. It was interesting after round one when Cameron Smith um, did the presser at Brookie. Loved it. Loved it. And, and he said, I think it's probably in the best interest to um, shut it down. And he's, he's the president or the general president of the RLPA. Is he yeah. really? Yeah. Well, he was. I, I remember him, him getting the role from Clint Newton um, last right. year. Right, right, right. And so he's someone who has a voice and has the voice of the players. And I think yeah. some of them were agreed and disagreed. And a lot of people in the media disagreed with Cameron's stance because he gets a lot of money from the league. So yeah, and, and I, I, under, I understand that opinion about people. I, I understand people saying, oh, you earn millions and you have a lot in the bank and, you know, you don't speak to the everyday man. I get that. But the way he spoke made so much sense. And I wasn't really hearing that from a lot of other figures. And he gave reasons why. He said, you know, we have parents and, and we have kids and we have people that whom if they get it, they could get really, really sick. And I thought I thought it was just really common sense and it proved how dumb some rugby league fans are by um, bagging him about it. Because even if you don't agree with it, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. he's one one of the people that, you know, he actually, his voice holds a lot because of his, he's standing in the game, not just as a Storm representative, but also with the Players Association. Hey, what did you think about Aaron Woods razzing him about his shoes being untied as he went for the goal? Oh, one of the all-time worst. What a, what a great little addition <laughs> to the coverage now that there's no fans and pumping up the oh, line. Yeah. A lot of dialogue. A lot of dialogue. 
I thought it was him. The way I, I, I wasn't sure straight away, but when I heard Smitty, I knew it was him. It's like, you know, you hear rugby league and you know it's for Andy. Sorry. Have you, no, no, keep them coming. Have you, I've used all my challenges. I'm out. <laughs> have you interviewed or uh, worked with Aaron Woods at all? I did dealt with him in the shoots, yeah. uh, the preseason shoots, a couple of times. He's a yeah, top he's a fella. Guy. Oh yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really good. And you dealt with him a bit with the shark cast. I, I met him. Uh, I haven't interviewed him. We met him and hung out with him a bit when he joined the club. And uh, yeah, just a top guy. Real. I was I was pleasantly surprised at how nice he was and how down to earth he was. Um, he seemed like the sort of guy you'd want to have a beer with. That's for sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. He seems like seems like that. Uh, what else is going on, Brooksy, in this in this horrible world we're living in? What's going on? What else? Well, that's that's about it, mate. Like, it's just, I guess, you know, there's been some good footy. I, I really enjoyed um, watching the Roosters-Seagulls game on Saturday. I thought that was a real, the, possibly one of the best 9-8 games you would you'd ever see. And <laughs> it's, it's interesting, Cherry Evans, uh, another game-winning field goal. Yeah. It's just amazing how many he's got over the years. I remember, remember, remember the like doing a few manly games in the past few years, where there was a Warriors one where he kicked a right-footed field goal to tie it up, and yep. then a left-footed field yep. goal, I think, to win. Yep. And Brandy lost his shit, like commentating <laughs> it. There was the one down in Melbourne last year yep. uh, to get the the win down at Amy Park. Uh, there was the one at Shark Park. I remember doing that game a few, I think it was last year or the year before on a Sunday Arvo down at, down at the old Shark Park. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, another another great game winner. A great, I guess he kicked the winning field goal, but the Tom Travojevic try-saver was just oh, what about that? Theory, knocking the ball out. What about that? Mate, how about Tommy Travojevic's weekend, Schnaz? So he goes to Leichhardt, <laughs> has an absolute blinder against... Possibly the greatest fullback, or greatest player in the game at the moment, James Tedesco. Yeah. And then on Sunday, he goes to play, plays at Monavale Golf Club and wins the Stableford Championship, scoring what? 45. Really? Mate, I, don't, I think that, is that the best cross-code weekend a player has ever had? I can't think of too many others, to be honest. <laughs> It's up there. I remember there was a Dion Sanders uh, oh. played a baseball game and then went tried to uh, tried to get there for Sunday night football with the Falcons. Yeah, right. Um, there's 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 a few few few. Oh, there's not that many stories where someone's had a, a weekend as good as Tommy Trevojevic. Well, I think if he stays fit, whenever the league rugby league comes back, I think that they're a real shot at doing something special. I know they lost the first week against. Who they lose to at Melbourne, uh, but there was a very physical game and they weren't blown away. And I just I think Manly, I don't know about their depth, but I thought they had a really good chance of doing something good this year. Yeah, they they do. The depth is the key. Mm. But um, yeah, the, I think I think the key players there have, have been amazing. Mm. You look at the two props, and it goes. You see how. Like we've talked about other positions and how important or really unimportant they are, but I think from the first two games, uh, the first two rounds this season, having a good uh, middle forward group goes a long way. And Manly have that in Fanil Blake to power and Jake Travojevic. Yep. But they get a lot of meters out of the first two, 
And then Jake, obviously his creativity and his defense, the defense is so good. Yeah. Hey, Shnaz, I might drop out shortly. Okay. My internet was just, yeah. That's okay. So that down. That's okay. <laughs> well, anyway, we should well, probably... part of the podcast, isn't it? Like it the, is, yeah. We're doing over the... You know, this is the a, internet these days. We're in a pandemic, so people will understand. Uh, why don't we start to wrap and then we'll come back really, really soon before people even expect it and we'll give them something else. But um, are you okay? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you good? I am. I've, I've bought some uh, dumbbells from Rebel. Um, okay. Like I said, like the CCTV, you would have, if, you, if it was on today, if the first episode was today, you would have seen me doing some moves. So let me get um, this straight. Everyone's lining up for toilet paper. You're going out for dumbbells. Yeah, I, I, I'm good with toilet paper, mate. That's, okay. that, I, I could... I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I needed dumbbells and I've got, yeah, I've got some tens and twenties if you, if you ever need them. Now, when you, when you bring them home, cause I believe you're without a vehicle at the moment. Yes, that's right. So you're carrying these dumbbells home. No, I've got an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's your first workout. It was 50% off. So I was like, I'm saving with the gym membership. I'm saving with the Uber. <laughs> Why not? Hey, I think you and I might be driving Ubers soon. I don't know where anyone's going. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We've got to work out the industries that are going to um, they're going to really flourish over the next few weeks, uh, weeks, well, few months. Well, maybe I, I mean, I mean, Uber Eats apparently is like all delivery services are apparently going to be doing pretty good, and they're yeah, they're redefining how they do it, and they're wearing gloves and leaving the food outside your house and all these sort of things. So, it's like a hipster meals on wheels sort of situation, <laughs> without like the and the gravy situation is isn't, isn't as bad as what it is on, <laughs> on wheels. I remember my grandparents, my great grandparents got meals on wheels, schnaz. Yeah, and there's always gravy hanging out under the foil. Old people love gravy. That's a thing. I don't know. It, just, it might have been the start of the speed hump era, and it was just gravy was going everywhere <laughs> in the back of the truck. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's interesting with all these um, places popping up doing takeaway and delivery now. You know what's uh, really struggling, which is close to my heart, is the I guess for want of a better word, music business. Yeah. Um, and you would have noticed uh, on a big scale. A lot of people doing the live video streaming, live home shows, some for free, some for money, some for charity, there's a whole mixture of them. Uh, and that's really uh, not taking off, but it's really everywhere you look, if you follow a musician, they're probably going to be doing that, particularly people who are at a small level and, and play out a lot and rely on that for an income. Um I feel sorry for those people. I feel sorry for the people who own bars and restaurants. I mean, I feel sorry for every industry pretty much. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I guess supermarkets and and some retail are going to do well. Some won't. Yeah, these are these are crazy times we're living in. That's for sure. Yeah, I I saw what an artist that I really like on Instagram today, and he was doing like a live. Uh, video on Insta. Yeah. His name's Anthony Hamilton. Okay, like a R and B singer. Not R and B. He's more soul. Like he's yeah. He's oh he, he he's done some tracks with some rappers and stuff as well. But he he did this version of his song Charlene on um, Instagram, and it's so good. Okay, I reckon you'd really enjoy him, Schnaz. He's 
he's busted out a few albums over the years but uh yeah really good voice one of the best yeah. voices yeah i i've ever come across does joe abby Innes like him probably yeah, yeah she <laughs> like him. we were meant to we were gonna go to a um gig in may I was going to go to um, gig with her in uh, in April, two gigs, but uh, no more. There you go. Yeah, so she's she's got three less gigs. Joe's going to be free every night for the rest of her year, where she, you know, she loves it, loves the show. That's for sure. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, just you know, with the Spotify era, it doesn't really help um, them because we're giving them um, a tenth of a tenth yeah. of a cent every that's time we listen to a song. That's you true. Would know, Snaz. I do know. I've been yeah. trying to play your album on loop since bloody 1987. <laughs> I think you're $8.45 in the mail, mate. Well, can you, can you keep doing it? Like, just, just get it <laughs> on just, different streams. and multiple Spotify yes, accounts. Yes, please, 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 yeah, please. Yeah. Um, all right, Brooksy, I will uh, talk to you very shortly, but this has been a blast. How good is this? You're yeah, right. True. There is positives in pandemics. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get together. We'll talk. We should. We'll do a curb one. I think. Yeah. And the good thing too is, Shaz. I think uh, as we go along, yeah. If we talk about something in the in an episode, maybe we can delve a bit deeper in the next episode. Sure. If it's something that's close to our heart and we really need to spend more time on it. Sounds but good. I think Curb Your Enthusiasm is something we need to talk about and review the season. I know there's a few of our friends and people out there that love Seinfeld and Larry David and his yes. work. And yes. it'd be good good for us to start critiquing stuff close to our heart. Now, we will get into it in the episode, but I think this is one of the strongest seasons they've ever had out of the... Is it 10 seasons now or nine? It's 10 season, yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's it's top... I'm going to just throw it out there, top two or three. Ooh, yeah. I, I think it's up there. I think it's up there. There's... There's some definite classics in the season, which we'll delve into tomorrow, and okay. some great cameos. I just can't think of too many weak moments. And what what we always do in the stats department is, and even when I see you guys in production, we'll be like, what do you think? And, you know, six out of the nine episodes is like, that was brilliant. That was almost the best episode ever. And there's been maybe two or three where you go, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and yeah, it definitely difference. got better as the season progressed. But we'll delve into that tomorrow, mate, once you've seen the episode. All right. What are you going to do for the rest of the night? Work out? No. Well, what time? It's 10.53, Schnaz. Is it? Oh, not that time really matters these days, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is 10.53. Nothing up. matters anymore, Brooksy. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, time doesn't matter. But yeah. I'm, I'm getting to sleep. I'm going to tomorrow morning get up and he- potentially help out with um, anything at work. Yes. With... Yeah. Yes. All right. I will All right. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Good talk. We'll catch you later, Schnaz. Okay. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Bye-bye.